0: I'm Danny, That Witch Next Door, and you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Well, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny, I'm That Witch Next Door. I'm going to be your host, your guide, your mentor and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And I am so excited for this little segment that I'm going to do on the show here. Uh, This is going to be a part one of two. Part two will come out a week from today, next Tuesday on the 17th. Um, But I was inspired for a couple of reasons. A little while back, I did a session for a lovely client of mine, shout out to my beautiful neighbor, Haley. And um, she let me know that prior to our session, she had made a point to listen to the applicable astrology, one of the applicable astrology episodes that I did to kind of get in the headspace, um, set clear intentions, and honestly kind of get into my energy a little bit. And I just thought that was such a good idea. And so she really inspired me to do an episode at, or at least offer some info out there about how to kind of prepare for a reading or a spiritual session of some kind. And then this really led into a broader idea. I've, I've gotten <clears throat> more and more questions lately. You know, the more that I do business mentoring, I'm coming across more and more of you that are wanting to offer spiritual services and sessions and readings and whatnot of your own, uh, whether that's like in, You want to do that full time, or you just want to do it for fun, or you just want to do it on the side or whatever it may be for you. Um, And so I thought that let's do a two-part little segment here on the show. Number one, today being how to get the most out of your spiritual reading. And then in part two, next week, we'll, uh, we'll do how to provide, how to sustainably provide a quality spiritual reading or service every single time. So I'm really excited for these because I've, I've been in the position. I've been in both sides of this many times uh, for a very long time now. And so this is a subject I really enjoy talking about. So I'm, I can't wait. If you, uh, Th- these would honestly be good episodes to take notes on quite honestly i just wanted to point that out here at the beginning uh if you're a if you're a note taker in general you might like to take notes on these too but <laughs> uh let's get into this uh hi happy tuesday how are you all today <laughs> uh this is the first time i'm recording uh since getting back from my trip. I pre-recorded a ton of episodes before uh, my family and I went to New England. And so I feel like I haven't been here in forever, even though you just listened to me yesterday on Monday Musings. <laughs> but I'm sending you a big hug and saying, hi, hello, how are you? Uh Today, Mercury does, don't forget, Mercury, uh, he stations retrograde in... Gemini, right? Yep. And Jupiter moves into Aries today, later on this evening, Tuesday. So uh, got some planetary energy going on. Don't forget to listen to Moon Day if you didn't already. But let's talk about this. Now, I I called it a spiritual reading or a spiritual session because I I want you to know that I'm covering... I'm giving an umbrella here to lots of different kinds of spiritual services. So this could be, both of these episodes can apply to professional tarot readings, astrology readings, um, spiritual coaching, spiritual mentoring, uh, past life regressions, Akashic record readings, uh, healing sessions and ceremonies, uh, Reiki um, sessions or energy healing sessions. Okay, literally anything. I really tried to make the information as broad as possible so that it could apply to any type of spiritual service because the building blocks and the headspace and the energy that you want to be in um, really is, at the end of the day, the same service to service. So let's, let's start at what I guess I would call the beginning. When we're thinking about In this episode, we're going to be sitting in the customer or client's uh, POV, okay? That's where we're all sitting. Those are the eyes that we're looking through. We are customer. We are client in this episode. And then next time, all of us will change shoes and we'll be the spiritual service provider, okay? Now, when we think about the customer or the client journey, some of the first... um first stops along this journey before you have a, a reading or a session is going to be booking the actual service right and there's tons honestly before that in the journey usually um you find that person maybe you've been following them for a while maybe you've consumed um different kinds of their other content for a while and now you want to uh book an actual service with them that they offer one of the first things that we're going to come across that we need to talk about. And I figured why the hell not, you know, that we get real around here. Um, Let's talk about the price. We need to talk about price. <laughs> we got to talk about money. We got to talk about the most taboo part of all first, in my opinion, because let's just break past the most awkward layer um, so we can take care of that. And I want you to know that if a price just takes you aback for whatever reason, whether that's high or low or whatever reason it is, um, if if, if a price point gives you some kind of like negative or large emotional reaction, it's probably one of the first signs that you're not supposed to work with that person. Now, I want to make this abundantly clear. There is nothing wrong with not resonating with someone's work, and there's nothing wrong with someone not being the right mentor, reader, or a service provider for you, okay? I tell people this all the time. I am not for everybody. That's that's okay. That's how it's supposed to be. There is a guide for everybody at all different stages of our lives. There's, there's guides that we're meant to work with and the, the giant pinball machine that is the universe, like our spirit guides and our experience will kind of tang us and ping us along at, and, and it'll guide us to, to work with the right people. And there's going to be these different stops and blockages and obstacles along the way that are there. Meant in that giant pinball machine, meant to bumper us or bounce us away from someone we're not meant to work with. A big, big, uh, beneficial step in being a, a a client and, and really getting to get the most out of your spiritual service experience is to, um, be able to step outside of your human judgments, attachments and emotions, okay? Being able to step out of your outside of your own little world bubble and and have that more omniscient, have that more zoomed out and big picture perspective because we we really do step into this industry and the spiritual industry way too closed-minded, way too narrow-minded with the blinders up. Um totally and completely attached and controlled by our, our human judgments and emotions and reactions. And we wonder why we didn't get anything out of the service. And it's because we, we weren't open to it, quite honestly. To have a spiritual experience, you have to be in somewhat of a spiritual energetic space yourself. Okay. I repeat. (laughs) to actually have some kind of a spiritual experience, you have to on some level be in some kind of spiritual energetic space yourself. You can't show up closed off to the spirit world and have your mind made up that it's closed off to the spirit world and then get pissed that you didn't have a spiritual experience. You created that reality and that experience for yourself. Now, Price is one of those little, little bumpers in the giant universe pinball machine. Don't you love that analogy? I love it. I've been using it a lot recently. <laughs> um, cause that's really how I see it. We're the little ball in there. And so it's hard for us to have perspective, when we're in there rolling around, getting bumped around, but because we've played pinball, we can realize, oh, there's probably a bigger picture of all of this. And maybe just maybe that big, strong, emotional reaction I had to that person's price point is just a sign that I'm not supposed to work with them. And that, or, at least, or maybe I'm not supposed to work with them right now. And I move on right now. Okay. Um, now that's not to say if, A price point is something, let's say you go and look at a provider's prices and you're like, "Ugh, this is just a little bit higher than my budget. Or I I didn't know it was going to cost this much. You know what I mean? Um, Not really having that strong emotional reaction, but you do reach somewhat of a roadblock here with the price point. That's Okay. This is where your intuition um, and the reality of your earth life is going to come into play. And it's up to you. Sometimes we make financial decisions and we have to trust. Like I've definitely had to make lots of those financial decisions, not just in spiritual sense, Um Uh, when we bought our house, it was kind of a leap for where we were at financially. It worked out, um, but I had to trust a little bit. You know what I mean? Things like that. So sometimes it's going to come down to a decision like that. More often than not, when it comes to a spiritual service, you'll find that you feel called by something beyond yourself. And this makes a lot of sense um the universe is probably calling you or pulling you or guiding you uh to that person and you might find that you need to find a way to work with that price point whether it's uh waiting for a sale or a discount or reaching out about a payment plan or um you know what i mean things like that or reaching out about a scholarship or a special discount that they offer um there's There are different ways to respectfully ask for that information and then respectfully accept whatever information you get in return. You don't have to like it. You know, let's say they say, no, there's no discount. It costs what it costs. Um, You know, it's okay to feel disappointed by that. And maybe that just means, okay, well, maybe this isn't going to happen right now. Or maybe it depends on what your intuition is saying. If it's really calling you to this, maybe you're like, okay, um, I'm going to find a different way around this. Maybe I'm going to offer, uh, something on the side myself, uh, to just make a couple hundred bucks really quick, whether that's, um offering your own kind of service really, uh, on the side or own little product, uh, picking up an extra, uh, online or freelance or assistant type job, you know, online or whatever. Um, th- luckily those are getting like to be pretty easy, uh, little odd jobs to pick up online ever since the pandemic, um, little odd job, remote part-time things like that. Um so you can find little alternatives and still be very respectful around the price point, you know what I mean? And if you find somebody's prices to be straight up offensive, that's okay. Again, it means you're not supposed to work with them. Don't work with them and move on. <laughs> uh something else that needs to be respected and understood is everybody's time. Everybody's time and schedule needs to be equally respected all around. Um, There needs to be a very, very equal exchange between you and anyone you go into business transactions with. Um, Remember the divine energy exchange? We talked about a lot of these things on the divine energy exchange, actually. And a lot that that's very, very key when it comes to getting the most out of your spiritual session there are people that don't necessarily mean to be disrespectful of other people's time and boundaries. You know what I mean? Just because I do want to make a note of that. Just because somebody has poor time management or has been making choices that have been kind of disrespecting your time, sometimes that's happening because of something else that they're struggling with. You know what I mean? And... That doesn't mean that you know you should let people like walk all over you or anything, but I want it to help you not over personalize the situation because a lot of times I think that we take that on so personally like somebody uh doesn't like us or is being rude to us when really like it's an insanely overpacked schedule. Um, it's an overworked person or with with not a lot of help or support or resources. You know what I mean? Um, there's lots of reasons. So, and again, if if it ever is to a point where a service provider or someone in a business transaction where you're paying them, where it feels like they're not respecting your time or schedule, um, it is absolutely okay to end that relationship and transaction, and you don't have to carry that burden like you did something wrong. That's what I mean. Um, A, a good sign, I guess I should say, in a, a quality spiritual service provider is, is somebody that makes time of the utmost sacredness and respect. A good spiritual service provider will be very communicative about their schedule, their times, their availability, how to schedule, how to book, um, their policies, all of that. These are all big, good, green flags. Is that what you say? I know a red flag is the bad one. Would you say it's a green flag? Um they're the good flags. <laughs> it's a good sign of a quality spiritual service provider when they when they talk about and clearly demonstrate that time is of the utmost importance. So that's a really, really big, good sign. Um, and a spiritual service provider, and we'll talk about this on the next episode. So if you are a spiritual service provider and you struggle a lot with time management and stuff, that's okay. We'll work on some tips and stuff next time. But I will say that a sign of a potentially lower quality session, it doesn't necessarily mean the service provider is low quality or a bad reader or anything, but they might be at a time in their business or life where they're not giving the best quality sessions or readings. Um, A big sign of that, a big red flag, if you will, is somebody who has... Really, really inconsistent scheduling and schedule changes very non communicative about these changes um does not even have any policies, let alone communicates their schedule policies or boundaries to you at all um these are good again that person might still be a very good person and just be going through a rough time um in their life when it comes to time management, but for you because in this episode we're in the client's shoes you're spending your money on this okay which you spent your time on in order to earn that money right so this is important where you spend that money uh you're if you want to get the most out of your session you want to be with somebody who's very um honest and communicative and as organized as possible about time again we're all human that's why i say they're as organized as possible, but they communicate. That's the big key. Shit happens. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Plenty of my clients out there. I've had to, um, but you're probably listening to this. I've had to give last minute, my daughter's sick changes, things like that. But I am, I really make it a point to like sit on my email, respond in a timely manner, um, be very clear about changes and make the whole process as absolutely smooth and honest and transparent as possible. Now, after you have found a spiritual service provider that you align with, um, you're able to pay for this in whatever manner that ended up being. Uh, you have now booked that service and it's at a time that It works for both schedules and all of these different things. Now you've got an appointment on the books. Let's talk a little bit about preparing for the reading. So I really love that tip from Haley. Like I said, again, thanks, Haley. It was a really great tip. Um, To listen to a podcast episode. So Like if it was, again, if it was a reading with me, it's a really great idea to listen to one of my podcast episodes because you're going to really get into my energy. I just thought that was awesome. But it also made me realize, like, let's say you were just getting a tarot reading, um, at the metaphysical fair, uh, in your town this coming weekend. I don't know. I I pulled that out. Um, and you don't necessarily know who the reader is going to be. For example, you could just listen to an occult or spiritual podcast in general. Um, the week of leading up to, or maybe the night before um, you do your own uh, tarot reading. I just thought that it was a really great idea to use some kind of external source like that to kind of get into the spiritual vibe and, and headspace. So this really leads me into one of the most important steps of preparing for a good spiritual session or reading, which is setting intentions And it's so funny that I have to freaking remind people of this so often because as witches and energy workers, (laughs) like... 90% 90% of what we fucking talk about is setting my intentions, setting my intentions, I'm set, planting the seeds, my manifestation, setting intentions. And then we go get a spiritual service and we show up and the the person is like, "Okay, is there anything that you wanted to talk about or explore today?" And we're like, I, "You know, I really hadn't given it any thought." Why? Why did we, of all things, why did we not give that any thought? And the reason is, and this is super important, the reason is because when it comes to providing services in general, and again, we kind of talked about this on the Divine Energy Exchange episode, um, we put way too much of our responsibility. We like we seriously go into like a codependent relationship a lot of times when we go into almost any type of service exchange um, or service transaction. It's really crazy whether I I just learned about the world of nannies, meaning from the nanny's perspective, I found this amazing account and now I wish I could remember what it was called and I can't and I'm so sorry. Um, but she just shared really interesting and I'm not even looking for a nanny. This was a total click hole that I got down. <laughs> I, I am not even looking for a nanny, but I happened upon this and it was so interesting to me. Um, and it was all about, you know, how to, again, get the most out of your, your nanny experience, basically by understanding things through, through the perspective and minds, mind space of your, of your nanny. And I learned how incredibly codependent these parent employers can become on nannies and there are actually a lot of other different terms because some again i can't remember the title but some nannies they're not nannies they they're like part-time home organizers or house helpers, some of them are called or whatever. It's not always helping with just watching kiddos. Sometimes there's other tasks involved. And this can be a little bit of a slippery slope into some dependency. And this was just one industry example, obviously, that was really different from spiritual. And that's why I wanted to show the connection that it it really happens just in the broader scale of service type transactions there's there's a potential if you will for overdependency here and we really need to be mindful of this we need to know this number 1 and we need to be mindful of this going into especially spiritual types of service transactions because the topic and the areas that we're exploring I mean, these are extremely sacred and extremely vulnerable and extremely intimate areas of our lives that we're exploring with someone that we might not have ever even met before. Okay, so it's really, really important to go into this experience, into this session, into this reading with your own intentions and we don't accidentally or inadvertently show up and essentially expect someone to set intentions for us? I mean, how silly does it sound when I say it that way? But that's essentially what we're doing. I I don't mean to make anybody feel bad because we've literally all done it. I have done it myself too and shown up and been like, no, I just want a, a general session. I just want to see what, what comes up for you. And I think we're trying, I think really where this comes from is we're trying not to like influence with our bias. But people, I need you to influence with your bias. Like there's nothing wrong with your unique experience. You're going to make, yes, the biased connections that you're going to make, but we need those. They're useful. This is your freaking life we're talking about here. If I've never met you before as a service provider, like, I need some of your bias. I need to know how you tick. You know what I mean. I need to know how you which way you lean on on certain things if you will so so don't be afraid to to show up as your authentic self and definitely take your power into your own hands. And set some intentions. You can do this prior to your reading as a pre- preparation thing. Um, one of my lovely other clients, um, shout out to Mary Sue. Um, she does a tarot reading before our sessions. She's one of my mentorship clients. And so I, we meet every other week. And before our calls, she does a tarot reading and sends it to me. Uh, usually the night before, or the morning of. And then we usually talk about it at the beginning of our session. And it just beautifully sets the tone from her point of view. Which is what I need. I'm doing a session for her. I want this to be as guided for her as possible. Um, so preparing and setting intentions ahead of time, wildly beneficial. Okay. Um, but you also want to do your spiritual hygiene basics. Uh, you don't want to forget to ground, cleanse and protect prior to any kind of spiritual service because just like we've talked about so many times on the show, it's important to do that before any kind of spiritual work. And guess what? A spiritual service is doing spiritual work. <laughs> so you need to do your grounding, your cleansing, and your uh, protection uh, visualization or magic uh, before you go into session. Whether Again, that could be the night before could be the morning of it could be uh minutes before you log on to zoom or walk in the door whatever it looks like for you um but those are my best tips for like the beforehand preparing <clears throat> and then do not be afraid to ask quality questions uh and this goes for before during and after in my opinion and you know, we'll credit it to my Gemini Mars, but I'm a huge fucking fan of question asking. I'm a huge proponent of questioning, questioning, questioning. And there is a respectful way to do this, of course, which is why I said, ask quality questions. Be just as intentional and purposeful with your questions as you are with your intentions that you passed okay um so if you think of any kind of questions or maybe even concerns leading up to your session write them down or send an email to that person okay if it's something that you really want addressed before you meet with them um otherwise you can write them down and bring a small list of questions to your session. Now, I do want to make note Again, another reminder about being respectful of everyone's time and time boundaries. Whenever you book that session, you want to know ahead of time how long the session is going to be. Okay, whether that's 60 minutes, 30 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever it is. And it's also up to you as a client to be cognizant of that. It's this. It's the service provider's responsibility to hold those time boundaries, but it is also an obligation of yours to be cognizant of those time boundaries, okay? Um, so showing up, for example, with, you know, 12 pages, single spaced of questions to ask in a 45-minute tarot reading. That's just downright unrealistic, my love. There's literally not enough time to address all those in 45 minutes. Uh, So if you are somebody that has, finds yourself having a lot of questions leading up to the session, you can, that's a great uh, time to pop an email over, pop a DM over to that person and be like, hey, I find myself having a lot of questions. Is this something that you want me to talk about with you uh, at the beginning of our session? Do we have time for that? Or would you like me to send these along ahead of time? just so that you could take a look at them, you know, no pressure or whatever. Uh, That would be a good way to kind of handle that if you find yourself having a lot of questions. But I will say, having what we would deem uh, an excessive number of questions, I guess we'll say, is more of an indicator of anxiety that you're experiencing. And that might be more helpful information to give your spiritual service provider and say, hey, I'm noticing some anxiety leading up to the session. I'm not exactly sure where it's coming from, but these are the kinds of questions that I find myself having. Is there anything you recommend I do to prepare for our session and be in the best headspace possible? A quality spiritual service provider will love you if you reach out with that kind of vulnerability and honesty and communication. I promise you. I If I got an email like that before a session, I'd be like, bless your heart. Thank you for being so like involved in your own work here. Because again, so many people show up with that inadvertent dependency, like I said, and they just kind of automatically put all of their burdens on you and they don't even communicate them. And they show up kind of expecting you to just know the energy space that they're in without even <laughs> making you aware of it at all. Um So don't be afraid to ask questions, um, but be really intentional and mindful and honest about them. If you are a note taker, and even if you're not a note taker, (laughs) whether you're a note taker or not, I would take notes. I would do, I would keep some kind of record. Okay. So you can ask the provider if this is going to be recorded. Like if you're doing it via Zoom, Um, if it's in person, you can ask if you can record it on your phone um, or you can ask if you can take notes uh, or both. Some people do both. I record all of my Zoom sessions and I provide a session report Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about those session report follow-ups in the next episode from the provider's point of view. But um, I do provide that documentation, but I still always recommend that the client take their own notes. Because honestly, regardless of the type of reading you're getting, whether it's tarot, astrology, Akashic, um, energy, healing, Reiki, medium work, literally anything, um, it's going to be a fuck ton of information coming at you. It's going to be a lot. That's It's kind of just how the game is. Once you open that spiritual door, like the information, the gates are open, it kind of comes flooding through. And so it's important that you set yourself up for the best success possible to actually absorb and retain that information. And so it's not about taking notes word for word. It's about just doing this physical act that helps keep you really engaged during the whole session, um, which helps promote the best possible retention okay um so i definitely definitely recommend some kind of documentation now big disclaimer tip whatever you want to call it that i wanted to go over is if you are a spiritual person and especially if you yourself are a spiritual service provider and you are in the client or role of customer shoes okay please please let your Spiritual service provider, do their thing. This is not the time to critique how somebody shuffles their cards, uh, how someone picks a card. That happened to me once. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tell you this story, I guess, uh, because it's really helpful information and it's very. This is very, very common. So, in my earliest days of reading tarot professionally, which was the very first spiritual service that I ever offered uh, for actual sale. In my very, very early days, like one of my first group tarot kind of events I was part of, um, I one of the clients in this large group uh, ended up at my table. And I'll be honest with you, just showed up ready to take me down. Like, I don't know where this person was from. I don't know what their motives were. And I don't know what this was all about. But even in my intuition, I was like, oh my God, I could could definitely tell. And you can always tell because the whole point of your job being a spiritual service provider is being very open and sensitive to energies. And so it's very clear when someone sits down, who's very closed off, uh, negative, critical, manipulative, any of those things. Okay. Um, it's, it's easy to tell because you're already really open and sensitive to all of these things. And those are big, strong, easy to spot energies. (laughs) And so from the moment she sat down, she was ready to prove me wrong. She showed up knowing it was going to be a shitty tarot reading. And lo and behold, it was. (laughs) Of course it was. Um, And I don't mean it was a shitty tarot reading because like I gave a shitty tarot reading. I mean, because that was the way she sat down and that was the energy and space she created for herself. It wouldn't have mattered anything I did or anything I said at that point. Um, I just hit her, her shield, you know, that she had up basically and um and it, it resulted in having absolutely no connection with one another definitely no delivery and definitely no landing of any kind of fucking message um even though the message seemed very clear to me <laughs> um yeah that's that's what i mean by shitty tarot reading and so she sat down already pissed and i I shuffle my cards and pick my cards the way that I do it. And I do it differently with every deck. Every deck kind of tells me how it wants to be shuffled and how cards should be chosen. And yeah, some of those are very unorthodox ways, especially as far as traditional tarot readers go. I definitely break some of those old school rules and I don't fucking care. I don't care. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't inhibit my readings at all. So I don't care. And so she critiqued my shuffling. She told me I picked the wrong card. I chose a card. I knew it was the card. And I'm not even going to go into what the card was or anything. But I knew, trust me, it was the right fucking card. (laughs) uh, I'm saying a bunch of things, you know, giving a reading. And she's like meeting me with, no, no, that doesn't really fit. That's confusing. You know what? Again, it didn't matter what I said. And so when she was doing that, I started asking questions. And I was like, okay, well, is there somebody like this in your life? Have you been feeling this? Have you been going through this? Um, and same thing. No, 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 nothing. And then she says, I think the reason this is happening is because I would have chosen a different card. That wasn't the card. This is, I'm going to be just super blunt here. This is wildly disrespectful. Um, wildly disrespectful. That would be like going to a restaurant and being like, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't cook the broccoli that way. That's not how I cook the broccoli. Then go home and cook broccoli that way if you're going to show up and expect a clone of yourself to be sitting on the other side and providing for you, which is not possible in this dimension. So... (laughs) So no, it's wildly disrespectful to do that. Um, that's where this tip came from. And it was a really important experience that I had because I learned how to set that boundary of respect for myself there on out after that. And if you're curious how I handled that, I, um, I scooped up the cards and I handed her the deck and I was, I was, you know, I killed her with kindness and I was like, okay, you can pick a card. And she was like, really? And I was like, well, yeah, you obviously want to. So why don't you just do a reading? Why don't you just pay me? That's what this was. You bought a tarot ticket. Apparently you wanted to pay to do your own reading. So sure, go ahead. And um, then she insulted how I read cards after that. I just kept my mouth shut and let her leave. Uh, You're gonna have shitty circumstances. But I will say there's definitely a way not to be a client like that. And if you are in, and this is my next tip, it leads in after all of this. If you are in any way feeling closed off, sensitive, projecting a lot, um, off, off kilter, uh, out of balance, out of whack, whatever that is, you shouldn't get a session. You shouldn't get a reading. You should cancel it or reschedule it. I promise you that person would genuinely rather you do that than show up like that client did. You know what I mean? Like really? Because that's just wasting literally both of our time. She she honestly damaged Her own valuable asset of time, just as much as she wasted my own. You know what I mean? It was just an, that's why, that's what I mean by it was all, it was an all around shitty tarot reading because we just wasted our time and nothing more. And so it's really important. This is my tip to be open with your unique and safe boundaries, of course, but it's really important to be open, just open minded, open energy open-spirited when you show up to these sessions. And that's why I put this tip right after. If you're a spiritual provider, let, let your service provider do their own thing because the universe called you to this person for a reason. And it was to get you out of your own energy and headspace. There is something about their different perspective, their different experience their different knowledge that they have to offer you. That's the whole fucking point. Again, that's why I criticize that that person because I'm not supposed to be the same as you. That's not the point of getting a spiritual service from somebody else. The whole point is that it's different, which means an integral part of getting the most out of your spiritual reading or session is being as open as possible. Again, we still want to have safe boundaries. You don't need to, nor should you share any kind of information that flat out makes you feel uncomfortable to share, okay? Um, there might, sometimes you might find that there's a subject with one reader that you do not feel comfortable exploring. And then another reader or spiritual service provider that you meet with that you feel totally comfortable talking about that topic with. Okay. So listen to those little signals that your body gives you. And if you feel insanely closed off about a certain subject, that might be something in your, in your private, safe shadow work time to start. Beginning to explore. Okay, why am I this strongly closed off to this? How can I find a, a safe outlet or safe space to process through this? So I'm not just suppressing these these feelings within myself. Okay, um. So so being as open with your unique safe boundaries as possible. Absolutely fucking key to getting the most out of your experience. Okay, now post reading, session stuff. It's very normal to feel really, I always tell every client, it's very normal to feel super overwhelmed at the end of a session. And like you just got this huge download of information and you know, like, I'm going to have a bunch of questions, but for whatever reason right now, I can't think of a damn one. That's very, very normal for that feeling. Um and that's why like I mentioned at the beginning, do not be afraid to ask quality questions. Um not just before, not just during, but also after your session as well. Because these different messages that we receive during our readings from these people from these service providers, the the actual meanings and the the real landing of the message might not happen for weeks after your session. It just happens sometimes. And um, it's okay if when that, you know, that breakthrough or that you make that connection finally even weeks later, if there's something that just, oh my God, came through that you, you just feel called to reach out to your spiritual service provider about, whether it's asking a question or giving feedback or sharing a thought, a quality person that you made a good connection with should have in my opinion, you know, an open door in that way. They might not necessarily be able to respond within two hours. You know, maybe they have to respond later in the week or whatever, um, depending on their schedule. But at the same time, you shouldn't, a good sign of a quality service provider is somebody that really provides that safe space for you, no matter what, not just during the session that they paid you for. You know what I mean? Like, it really should be, they should stand by that quality, safe space always, in my opinion. Um, and so I always, always let my clients know, hey, even if it's a couple months later and you have some realization or question that comes to you, or concern even, just shoot me a DM. I will always let you know... And again, we'll talk about this more next time. I'll always let you know if it crosses my own boundaries for whatever reason. But that door is open. You know what I mean? I really want to nurture that that connection. And I want to give validation to that experience that sometimes it just takes a while for that information to really land. And you're not always going to perfectly be able to get to all the questions and concerns that you had in the session. So don't be afraid to respectfully reach out later on afterwards, okay? Don't feel like you have to just suppress those questions within yourself. And then lastly, um, last couple of things here. The best way, let's say that you just had a really, really bad time. I mean, whether, for whatever reason, because there's seriously so many reasons. You were having an off day. They were having an off day. The connection felt off. Um, there was a lot of technical errors. Uh, there's a bunch of scheduling errors. You didn't vibe with them. You didn't resonate with anything they told you. Uh, things that they told you felt like red flags or any anything, literally anything. I recommend first, um, depending on what it is, talking with your support network already around you, people that you know and trust and being like, hey, this was my experience with this person. What do you think? Should I, is it something I should just vent about and move on? Do you think I should reach out to them? Again, to people that you you trust and that support you because they should help guide you. But ultimately follow your intuition and you feel called to it. I would reach out to them and just say, I'm really sorry. I don't mean this personally or as an attack on you, but I really had a hard time with that reading. It just didn't fit very well for me. I, at least it's important to advocate for yourself. Because again, that was your money that you spent and you also spent your time. I know that they spent their service time with you as well. And I love that those clients out there that are so respectful of that, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't advocate for yourself as well and make sure that you get the most out of that experience that you possibly can. And so sometimes it might be a good idea to reach out afterwards with whatever those problems or those concerns were. And... Maybe they have an explanation. Maybe they have an alternative. Maybe there's something they can do. Uh, you just you just never know. Maybe it'll make you feel better to just point it out. Maybe there was something in their scheduling or their services that they should know for moving forward. That kind of honest but still respectful feedback is can be really important to business owners. And it's important that you advocate for yourself. Like I said, because you spent that that time and money um, for yourself. And then on the flip side, let's say you just have like the best fucking session and you just love this person and you wish you could just meet with them again every single day. And you just, how do I keep this going? That's a big question I get. Like, what do I do after a session? I really resonated with the messages. What do I do after? Um, A good spiritual service provider should provide you with steps moving forward. They should definitely in their reading whatever their service was, they should definitely be providing some kind of direction for you. Um I I really stand by that no matter what the service is. There should be some because there should be some sort of purpose, you know what I mean, some sort of purpose to whatever you did. Um and if you want to just if you're like I can't get enough of this person, I just want to gobble up all of their services and stuff, the best way to support um, your spiritual service provider that you just love. And let's say you're not able to just like book and book and book with them, right? The best way is to follow them on their platforms, uh, shout them out on your platforms, but to genuinely refer them and review their work. I, this gets overlooked so much and it's so important. And it's why I put it in the customer portion of these episodes, because it really is the customer's responsibility. Um, I guarantee your service provider sends you some kind of uh referral link or review link afterwards, and it's so interesting to me how many clients shy away from the review, even though sometimes they'll send a message afterwards, like a week later, saying how amazing it was, and then you send a review link and you' get ghosted <laughs> It's very I don't really know what it is, I think it's because. Posting a review sounds very daunting. Um, And I think most people's kind of natural just projection, I'll be honest, in defense to that is like, well, I don't have time and I'm busy. All right. Well, that is genuinely the best way to support somebody. I mean, it, especially a small business owner, whether it's uh, retail or service, quite honestly. Um, You really should go out of your way to make reviews. I really do try to leave reviews on all kinds, even on like, Target on different products, like a skincare product that I use, I really try to read leave reviews and genuine and good ones. Why? because I guarantee just like me, most of you are review readers. We really rely on those um it really is this organic portfolio for that person or that product, and again, I don't think a review is a place to get like reparations or retribution. That's why I said if you if you had a really strong problem, first, I would go to that person. And if that spiritual service provider or that company is disrespectful to you or shitty to you, then fuck yeah, I think you should leave them a bad review. Are you kidding me? An honest one? Um, but I I really, really, on the flip side of things, on the positive side of things, I need you to know how much impact reviews have. And so every little star counts, every word that you write out counts. And so be just as mindful and intentional with your reviews as you are with your intentions for your session and as you were with your questions that you had, okay? We talked about how mindful and intentional you should be with those. You should also be that mindful and intentional with your review, okay? Um, and if you do reach out to somebody to tell them how much you love their work, um, you can always say, It it always makes a service providers or small business owners day when you're like, oh, and by the way, you can share this review with anybody you want. We love that. So um, we read every review. They mean so much to us, every single one, like I said. So it's one of the most, if not the most effective way to genuinely support a, a business owner next to literally just giving them your money. So, um, don't forget to review. And then lastly, um, you know, I want you to implement any moving forward exercises that the, uh, service provider gave you, uh, definitely look at how you can continue following them and continuing their work. And more than that, I want you to branch out beyond that spiritual service provider. Sometimes we get so stuck on one person and we have to remember that the best way to get the most potential out of our spiritual education and experience is to be following, working with and learning from a diverse group of educators and leaders, all different backgrounds, all different races, all different ages, all different experiences, all different genders, Seriously, all different cultures and stories and understandings of the way the universe works. You should be getting your information no matter who you are and where you're from. You should be getting your information from a very, very diverse group of people. Okay. So you can, you can support the hell out of that spiritual service provider that you had that great session with and follow their work and use that great session as inspiration to keep branching that out and continue diversifying your unique spiritual education and experience. So I hope that this was helpful. Please, please send me any other questions that you have regarding any of this, any other tips or feedback or um, like tidbits that you have regarding this, uh, especially anything that you think should be shared with everybody. I so, so, so appreciate that. Thank you so much to all my neighbors, especially those of you for inspiring my different episodes. I appreciate you oh, insanely much. I appreciate every single click, download, listen, share, comment, message, you name it. I read it. I genuinely am grateful for it. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I'll see you this Friday. For, uh, the next planetary energy in our little mini planetary series that we're doing Uh, up the next Tuesday. Okay. On, on the 17th, we'll be doing part two of this little segment and we'll be switching it up. We'll, we'll look at how to provide a quality spiritual reading or session sustainably for yourself. (laughs) every time. All right. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. I love you. I love you so much. Stay safe. Have fun this week and stay magical out there. Hey, Magical Human. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. And if you can't get enough of all of our witchy, magical content here in the neighborhood, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter, That Witch Gazette. It's a really fun, really convenient one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood. If you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjurethatwitch. Thank you so much. I'll see y'all next time.